Welcome to this episode of CDM Media's Solution Spotlight. I'm happy to be joined today by Chris Kubik, CISO from Fidel's Cybersecurity. Chris has been with Fidel's for just shy of a year, but spent 32 years with the National Security Agency, where he spent many of those as NSA's CISO. And if you aren't familiar with Fidelis, they, they have a great tagline, detect, hunt, respond, network detention and response, digital forensics, and incident response to hunt down threats that evade traditional security solutions. Today, we're gonna to hit the topic of paving the way to digital transformation. Now, the government's cloud initiatives provide a secure infrastructure for agencies to transition their application and services to the cloud, but is your security architecture up to the task? Digital transformation and the associated shift to the cloud requires agencies to extend and evolve their security architecture to address the unique challenges of distributed architectures and increased integration with commercial cloud services. We have a lot to unpack here, so when we come back, Chris Kubik will dive into this and so much more. Well, we're happy to be joined today by Chris Kubik. Chris, thank you for, for joining us on Solution Spotlight. Uh, it's my pleasure to join you today. Well, you know, I want to dive right in, and you've got a wealth of uh, experiences we heard earlier on. What is digital transformation and how would it benefit the government? Uh, yeah, well, uh, having come from the government, uh, I know it can be a challenge for the government to adopt cutting edge technology and embrace digital transformation. And, and this is for lots of reasons, including the need to protect sensitive information and the challenges of working through the security authorization process. Uh, but over the past few, several years, many steps have been taken to lower the bar for government adoption of cloud computing technology, which is where uh, digital transformation really comes in. Uh, digital transformation is the process of modernizing existing legacy systems and business processes uh, through the adoption of newer, faster digital technology, such as cloud-based applications and services to provide better solutions and experiences for customers. Uh, digital transformation is essentially, or is especially critical in our current times as the cloud becomes a crucial dynamic with much of the country working remotely. New digital capabilities and technologies provide improved efficiencies, streamlined services, improved accessibility to government services, and allow for the government to more easily adopt cutting edge commercial technologies. Uh, it's really worth noting that uh, IT modernization is really never done. It is a constantly evolving journey in which agencies must always be looking ahead in order to continuously deploy uh, new digital tech uh, capabilities. You mentioned that the government has taken steps over the last couple of years to aid in digital transformation. Can you speak a little bit to what some of these government initiatives are? Yeah, well, uh, cloud computing is a critical enabler of digital transformation, and the government has done a lot of great work in this area over the past few years, uh, you know, really the past decade when you get down to it, uh, to make secure cloud computing services available to federal, state, and local government agencies and their partners. Uh, the key here has been to pool the resources and expertise from across the government to make secure cloud computing services that meet the government's stringent security and compliance requirements available to government agencies and eliminate the work needed by each agency to independently develop and accredit these systems. Do, do you mind elaborating more on specific initiatives the government has taken action on? Oh, sure thing. Uh, you know, I'll start with um, FedRAMP. Uh, 
you know, FedRAMP's really been foundational to government adoption of commercial cloud services. Uh, FedRAMP provides a standardized approach to assessing, authorizing, and monitoring commercial cloud services for use by government entities. Just to give some background, government agencies have been talking about cloud for uh, more than a decade. Uh, however, security was a key sticking point for many agencies who were hesitant to move their systems into the cloud with uncertainty around whether the cloud was secure enough for government um, applications. Uh, FedRAMP was created to assuage these concerns and has resulted in the major cloud computing vendors obtaining a FedRAMP certification in order to be able to sell their products and services to government agencies. This includes Amazon with their AWS GovCloud services and Microsoft with their Azure government uh, services, as well as hundreds of software as a service solution providers who have made their services available to the government. Uh, FedRAMP uh, leverages the NIST security controls and the NIST security authorization process and allows commercial cloud vendors to make their products available at you know, three different levels, low, moderate, and high, in order to be able to match up the services that they're providing with the differing security needs of their government customers. Uh, another major initiative is the DOD Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure, or JEDI, procurement. Uh, I'm sure many of you have seen that in the press lately. Um, and JEDI is really similar to FedRAMP, and it's geared to making secure cloud computing services available to DOD services and agencies. Uh, JEDI leverages the great work done by DISA in the development of secure cloud computing specifications for the DOD, namely the Cloud Computing Security Requirements Guide, or SRG. And the SRG uses FedRAMP moderate um, level certification as its baseline and then defines four different impact levels to be able to support a range of DOD missions from um, applications which involve publicly released unclassified information up to protection of secret information within commercial cloud environments. To meet DOD's requirements, uh, commercial cloud service providers must be both FedRAMP certified and then receive an additional certification at one of the DOD impact levels. And then finally, within the intelligence community, they have a similar effort, which they call the Commercial Cloud uh, Services, or C2S initiative, and this has really been an effort to make secure cloud computing services available in the classified arena, opening up commercial cloud services for the national security community. Let's dive a little bit more into the value of FedRAMP and these other government uh, initiatives to CISOs and their agencies. Uh, government agencies have seen real value in using standards to improve cloud computing and using this, the same requirements to evaluate their cloud service providers, uh, also known as CSPs. Uh, FedRAMP allows government agencies to leverage the FedRAMP certifications as a basis for a new application or service that they're developing, and then only authorize the portions of the service that were not already uh, covered by the FedRAMP certification. So this ability to inherit the FedRAMP security controls and, and authorization, and then build upon that certification significantly lowers the bar for government adoption of cutting edge technologies, and allows the government to keep uh, better pace with evolving technology. Uh, this results in time and cost savings for development of new government applications and services uh, and the ability to ensure that the vendors that they have chosen um, to provide applications and services meet the rigorous security requirements, enabling the agencies to quickly move forward with their digital transformation and modernization efforts. We certainly see the value in this at Fidelis Cybersecurity, and I'm happy to say that that we're on a path to having a FedRAMP certified solution available to our government customers in the first half of 2021. Uh, this will allow our existing government customers to seamlessly shift 
their workflows to the cloud while continuing to use the Fidelis cybersecurity tools and applications that they currently have deployed within their on-premise networks. Let's take a, a, a little step back, right? Let's talk about what impact does digital transformation have on security architectures? I know it's kind of a loaded question, but um, you know, fill me in a little bit there. Well, I, I think it has a, a lot of uh, fairly significant um, impacts on security architectures. Uh, digital transformation generally involves automating and digitizing workflows and, and business processes, moving them to the cloud, and then lever leveraging where you can the existing cloud services uh, you know, where, where possible. Uh, as a result, data and services become distributed across multiple systems, both on-premise and within the cloud. And these cloud services could be ones that you operate and manage, or they may be operated and managed by a third party. You know, for instance, you may um, integrate existing third-party collaboration services, customer relationship management software, or accounting and payroll services into your application to avoid the time and expense of, of developing and maintaining those capabilities yourself. The key here is uh, deployment of a set of tightly integrated services, some of which you operate, manage and maintain, and some of that are operated, managed and maintained by a third party. Um, in many cases, this causes the enterprise boundary to become a bit fuzzy, uh, making it difficult to define a clear boundary between the enterprise and the internet where the traditional network security solutions are deployed. Uh, digital transformation also leads to systems being ac accessed by a wider range of users and devices. Uh, for example, you may have employees accessing your application or service from corporately managed devices or from their own BYOD you know, personal devices, or you may have customers accessing uh, your um, applications and services from um, a device that's uh, you know, operated by their company or from their own personal devices. Um, so, um, you know, and I, and I think work at home has also uh, kind of accelerated this digital transformation and forced both um, companies and the government agencies to uh, adapt to this new normal much sooner than they were prepared to do so. Uh, in a nutshell, digital transformation makes it really challenging to determine which users and systems should have access to your applications and data. And this is where the newer technologies and security architectures are coming into play. What would you say are some of the emerging security technologies that are critical to uh, digital transformation? Uh, there's there's several, um, and, and I'll start with um, something that uh, Gartner calls extended detection and response, or XDR. Uh, this is probably the most straightforward to implement because it is really just it's an evolution of the traditional security solutions. Um, and uh, the key here is to uh, adopt solutions that can operate seamlessly across on-premise and within the cloud to provide an integrated view of security for your transformed enterprise. Uh, point solutions and solutions geared to only, you know, operate for on-premise or within the cloud are certainly not cutting it in this space. Uh, XDR provides expanded visibility, detection, and response capabilities across an organization's networks, uh, endpoints, email, web, and cloud infrastructure, giving you full visibility across your transformed applications and workflows. Uh, XDR is an important shift in the market space because it draws attention to the necessity of this expanded visibility for uh, analysts or threat hunter to more quickly detect and respond to advanced threats without using multiple technology sets that do not integrate well together. Uh, XDR is an area that, that Fidel Cybersecurity has invested heavily in over the past decade and is a recognized industry leader, providing an integrated approach to security across our network detection and response data leak protection, endpoint detection response, and deception solutions. 
uh, you know, whether your workflows live on-premise or in the cloud. That's some great information on XDR. Do you mind sharing some other emerging security technologies that are critical to digital transformation? Oh, sure thing. Uh, there's lots of technologies out there, but um, zero trust architectures in particular have been getting a lot of traction lately. Um, you know, we've seen them in the press quite a bit. Um, zero trust is, is an evolving security paradigm that shifts focus from defending a static network boundary to protecting and defending individual transactions between users and resources, resources, essentially making access to data systems and services dependent on the sensitivity of the resources being accessed, the kind of need to know of the user and the ability of the user's end device to, to adequately protect that data. While zero trust can be complex to implement, it aligns well with digital transformation and the resulting workflows that tend to be distributed across multiple infrastructures. As far as government adoption, I'd say the intelligence community is, is already pretty far down the road to, in implementing zero trust through the PKI and attribute-based access controls that have been in place for quite a while to protect sharing of sensitive data within the government and with their partners. Uh, but I'm also happy to say that uh, you know NIST, DISA, and NSA are all kind of working together on a broader uh, zero trust architecture for the government. And I see this as a way to accelerate digital uh, government adoption of of cloud technology and accelerate digital transformation initiatives. Uh, I also see uh, an emergency em emerging technology called uh, Secure Access Service Edge or SASE as a critical driver for digital transformation. Um, although the technology is still evolving and not yet uh, widely uh, adopted. Uh, SASE builds upon the, tr the transactional nature of zero trust by inserting the right security services into the communications path, no matter where the data and services a user is accessing actually reside, you know, whether they're on-premise in a government or commercially managed software service on the internet in a third-party site. Uh, the key here is to uh, kind of migrate traditional security services to the cloud as a set of software services and then use software-defined networking to intelligently route the user's transaction through the appropriate set of security services that are hosted in the cloud. You mentioned earlier that IT modernization is never done. Given what seems to be the unrelenting continued evolution of threats, what do you think agencies need to be prepared for as we continue to look forward? So you know, look through that crystal ball for me. Yeah, well, I, I think the key here, and, I, and I've already mentioned this um, earlier, is I think the key here is adoption of integrated approaches to security that, that provide visibility across the entire transformed um, tra terrain, as well as the ability to analyze threats and respond wherever your digital workflows reside. Um, and then, you know, sort of secondly, given the added complexity of, of transformed workflows through digital transformation, I also think improved automation is critical. Uh, network defenders are already uh, overwhelmed and the added complexity of a distributed architecture will further tax the defenders. Being able to dial up a playbook and kick off a response action across all ele elements of a distributed workflow makes digital transformation a more manageable problem set. And then finally, I view machine learning and artificial intelligence uh, as critical to moving defense of a digitally transformed enterprise from responding to attacks to, to more into the predicting attacks. Um, I believe uh, earlier detection response is the most effective strategy for defending against malicious actors. Uh, this is even more important today because cyber attacks continue to innovate and evolve their capabilities, increasingly with the help of adversarial machine learning. 
responses you know, should be automated where, when possible to improve the efficiency and speed with which security teams are able to identify potential cyber incidents, investigate and validate the anomalous activity, and, and then ultimately respond to a cyber incident. Oh, well, thank you so much. So, again, like I said at the top of the show, a lot to unpack and, and uh, continuing to, to evolve. Chris, thank you so much for, for joining us today. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to Chris or uh, go to FidelisSecurity.com. Thank you so much, Chris. That was my pleasure. Thank you very much. <laughs>